You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. This week, we're going to talk about systems. So we've already touched on skills. We've already touched on heart. We've already touched on imagination. And so those are all good and important things, obviously, but, but the balance wouldn't be complete without systems. And that's what we're digging into this week. Now, systems often are looked at in the church creative space as the mechanisms that help us get work done. And, and that's fair on, on some levels, but I want to I enrich that a little bit. Uh, I actually view systems as the key to keeping creatives from burning out. And so if you have a, a highly competent creative in the imagination space, man, they are just coming up with ideas left and right. Th- that's great, but it's not going to protect them from overusing that imagination or being demanded of too much to use <laughs> that imagination. And so it's the same with skills. Uh, heart's a little bit different in that systems, I think, help heart. Uh, they almost help guard heart. They help things not get so out of whack that the heart begins to move towards bitterness and frustration. You may be thinking to yourself, I don't, I don't know how to use project management software, or I don't know what the designer's workflow looks like. Like I don't, I don't really know how I should, how I should assess these things, or how I can even assess these things. Well, here are some of the signs of a problem. The, the team is delivering unreliable results. You're not always getting stuff when you need it, like I was mentioning, missing deadlines, or you're getting stuff that just feels thrown together because there is so little time to be able to execute on it. So that's an indication that something's off here. Um, the, the, the team can't be trusted to get the job done. This is sort of like a gut level, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this done. You know, I've had it where, where a boss has asked me to get something done. And as soon as he's or she is giving giving me the instruction, my gut kind of sinks a little bit because I realize that I'm either going to have to figure out a way to get this done on my own or it's not going to get done because I'm going to have to now fight battles on the other side because I know that some of my designers are already busy and and the, the one or the ones that are left for me to be able to give work to like... I just, I don't trust that they're going to be able to get it turned around in time. That's, that's a sign of a problem. And it happens, you know, I'm speaking as the creative leader here. <laughs> like it happens when you're leading a team and you look at your, you look at the, the personnel that you have to leverage and you think, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this done because of the personnel that are left available. It happens on the outside as well. It happens for the ministry leader who's saying, I need to get my project done, but, but I don't trust this team to be able to get it done. Like that, that's a stress and a complexity. And so if you're feeling that, or if people on your team are feeling that, there's something that needs to be explored. Um, another, another symptom here or a sign of a problem is the team is regularly in crisis mode. Now, I want to I wanna dig a little bit on this one because it's easy to say that the systems are bad because we're in crisis mode. And and that is true. Sometimes what happens when systems aren't working is we we like discover a problem because we had we sat on a project for too long, or somebody comes by and says, "Hey, how are the, how is that project going?" And you're like, "I don't even remember that project." Well, okay, there's a systems issue there. However, <laughs> part of what breaks systems is 
a disregard for the system from the other side. And so it is quite possible that you have systems that are theoretically capable, but you have ministry leaders that refuse to participate in those systems. And so if that's the case, you're still going to find a team that's in crisis mode, but the solution is not going to be in building a new system. So one of the one of the pitfalls that a lot of creative leaders run into is when systems aren't working, they assume that they need to build a new system. And so they'll go through this cycle where they're like, we're gonna try Asana for our project management, it doesn't work. We're gonna try Monday for our project management, it doesn't work. We're gonna try Trello for our project management, nope, it doesn't work. We're gonna try, and they just they keep going through all of these different methodologies of project management, assuming that the project management system is the problem. When the reality is that ministry leaders are still giving you four hours to complete a project that's not going to work ever. <laughs> There's no project management system that will make that work well over an extended period of time. So the the value of, of some of these problems that you're seeing, some of these symptoms, is that they will identify for you a couple different pathways to go down, you know? And so you can begin asking questions about, so how do we manage projects? Oh, we put it on a yellow pad on my desk. Okay, well, that's going to be a problem. We're going to have to modernize that a little bit. To be totally transparent, I managed many, many projects that way successfully. So it's not to say that uh, that this can't work as a methodology. Your major problem comes when you have a second creative. And that's really kind of the primary group that I'm focusing on is as soon as you go from one creative to two, everything changes. Your methodologies need to be standardized across the two. And then if the team continues to scale across the 10, the 15, however big, you know, a team gets. And so that's really where things begin to break apart. So yellow pad, okay, maybe the problems with our systems. If you have a, a pretty competent system in place, then you need to start looking in other areas of the organization as well to see if there's a disregard for the system. Maybe that's where some of the problem is. Or or maybe the, the rest of the team doesn't know that there's a system. Maybe it has been you know communicated well internally that there that there is actually a system and a and a process that people need to go through in order to engage the creative team. And so those are some of those areas where it's like, ah, I thought it was just this, but actually this is what's so powerful about this balance in my opinion, is that each of these issues actually open the door to a whole new layer of things to explore. So yeah, we'll talk more about that in, in the next episode, but but it's it's a really it's a really good thing to be identifying some of these problems in terms of, is this what my reality looks like? Because it really exposes a lot more stuff. Um, I've mentioned this, but another real sign of a problem here is that projects are missing. You know, they go missing or they're, they're forgotten about completely. And so those are situations that you never want to happen. And they're just indicators that your system's not not where it needs to be. The, the system's job really is to just make sure that everybody knows where everything is when they need it. That's it. And so if your team's forgetting stuff, it means that the things aren't where they need to be. Uh, and then so let me let me kind of paint a picture because I mean, some of this, if, if you're dealing with systems, you're like, ah, this is an awful episode. I feel all these things. I'm experiencing all these things. In fact, just the other day, our team lost a project. Okay, yep. <laughs> let me paint a picture though because these aren't, these aren't meant to be depressing episodes. They're actually meant to be encouraging in the sense that your team can get to where it needs to get. Absolutely no doubt in my mind, your team can get where it needs to get. 
systems is a pretty um, it's a pretty straightforward problem to solve. Last week we talked about heart. If you have significant heart issues on your team, it is a very complex and emotionally draining process. Systems are not that way. Systems are figuring out the administrative problems, you know, implementing them, making sure that the technology works. You're good to go. Like it's a it's a really wonderful place to be working because there are so many robust and well thought out tools that already exist. So you're not building from scratch. So, so when this is working, why should you even care about systems? When, when systems is working, people are getting visibility on everything that they need to. Like there aren't questions. There aren't, there aren't, you know, I don't even know if they know that my project exists. That kind of stuff's not happening. And so there, there's a piece that comes from that, from that clarity and from that insight into the projects uh, that if you don't have that, that insight, it, man, it's a really frustrating space to be. Uh, projects can be moved around. This is a real, real, um, this is a superpower to use that language. This is a superpower of systems. Um, there was a stretch where I was working on a series graphic and m- my wife was pregnant with my son and she went into the hospital like pretty unexpectedly. We were expecting an, an August birthday and it was an early July birthday. So that'll give you some, <laughs> some context as to how early he was. Um, and so she went into the hospital. And so it wasn't like, cool, let me wrap up some projects. It was like, oh no, we're like going right now. And so I dropped in the middle of a series where every week was a custom illustration or a custom design. It was a famous dead people, actually. I remember a lot of the details. Uh, and so I was designing an element that was a highlight from each story that we were covering. And I remember, I think we were on Jericho, if I remember right. And so I had concepts that I was playing with but I didn't get to finish it. I, I left. But because we had a good system in place, the other designer that I was working with, I mean, he picked it up and ran with it. And so it was like zero impact that I wasn't there. And so, so that's really the power. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned that this is, this is really a critical need when you have more than one person in, in, on your creative team. This is why. Because now everything is being, being contained in a location, but also all of the details, all of the notes, all of the conversations, all of the back and forth, you know, hey, pastor, um, what do you think about this idea? Yes, I love it. Or no, I don't love it. Great. Well, now the, now the person stepping in and backfilling for this kind of temporary season, can he can step in or she can step in and she can see, they can see the entirety of the dialogue that's happening. What is it that went on here in these conversations? And it's threaded within the context of just this project. And so those are the kinds of things that really empower you to be super nimble. And, and this is the key here. You know, I think sometimes systems get, get kind of a bad rap because it's like, ah, oh, they're administrative and impersonal and artificial intelligent, you know, all these kinds of things. There is, there is, there's nothing that has helped me be more effective at caring for my team as a leader than a good system. What good systems do is they let me be gracious in a pretty significant way because I trust that I'm going to be able to rebound from being gracious, if that makes sense. So let's say that you have somebody that comes to you on your team and they're just, they're struggling. They're like, I'm just, I'm underwater right now. I just don't have time. I, I can't weather this season of things. All right. That's a problem. It's a real problem because if that continues for too long, they're going to burn out. And if they continue to burn out, in some cases, they're going to go even further and, and leave the proficiency altogether, leave their trade, uh, or maybe even leave the church like, like as a participant. 
And so, I mean, I've seen that a lot where creatives burn out past burnout and then they begin, you know, really struggling with the concept of church and all these kinds of things. And what a lot of it goes back to is there were not systems in place that protected them, but also there weren't systems in place that helped the leader be able to care for them effectively. And so if I can tell my designer, hey, look, let's let's talk about kind of all of the things that are going on. Let me give you a couple of days off. Just go clear your head. Just unwind. Don't think about anything work-related. We got everything covered. If I can say that and trust that I will be able to figure out all of the problems that come up because my systems are able to capture that information, like... I hope you can see how empowered you would feel as a leader to be able to make that kind of a decision. I have not once met a leader that has not cared about their people like that. I've met, I've only met leaders that want to do that, but I have almost always also met leaders that can't do that because they're, they're operating on such a razor thin margin and because they don't have systems that allow them the flexibility of being able to do something like that. And so this is really where, when this is working, you can lead your creative team in an incredibly healthy way. And that's why this is such an important element to have as a balanced piece, you know, kind of as that fourth core of the creative. And as an individual creative, the, the creative needs all of these things as well. So for me as a designer, if I didn't develop some sort of a system in the way that I create, I wouldn't have lasted in my job. So, so this is an individual trait as well. And so as you look at, your, as you, as you look at the, the designers, the creatives in general on your team, video person, your, you know, your productions crew, whoever fits under that umbrella of creative team for you, those four cores are areas where they can be developing as well. And again, we'll talk about that in, a, in an upcoming episode because this isn't just a framework for a healthy team. This is also the framework for a healthy creative. And so as you think through the idea of how do I grow and develop my team, this is how you grow and develop your team. So, so that's the last of the cores. That's the balance that needs to be you know, kind of um, considered when you're thinking about is our team healthy and where is the imbalance that is leading to unhealthiness in our team. Um, and so what I, what I would encourage you to do, if you haven't already done it, I would encourage you to go take the quiz. It's a free quiz. It's an assessment thing uh, that I've put together. And, and the sole purpose of it is to identify where an imbalance is in your team if there is one. And so you'll get one of two things when you, when you take it. You're going to get, well, you're going to get a superpower. You're going to get where is it that we are strongest? What's the thing that we are best at? Uh, but you're also going to get an overall health score. And the ov overall health score is going to give you uh, a breakdown of what percentages you're scoring in each of the four areas. And you'll get a sense of, you know what, we're kind of out of balance in some of these areas. Like we got we to gotta do some work here. And it's going to reveal to you the area where the work needs to be done. And so that's going to help you as you assess, you know what, things aren't going right, but now I kind of know where things aren't going right. Or this is my hope for everybody. My hope is I go out of business because every church team, every church creative team is already healthy. <laughs> that's my hope. That, like that's a, that's a weird ambition for a business, but that is my ambition for my business is that I do not have any unhealthy teams to work with. <laughs> that's my goal. Uh, so if you're in that category, if things are working right, you're going to be affirmed in the way that you're leading your team and in the things that are going on in your team right now, in the culture at large. I'm telling you, that's very valuable because 
as as I you know I joke about wanting to go out of business because teams are healthy. I am in business because there are a lot of teams that need to get healthier, and so this this is where you can celebrate the fact that you are in a context and you are leading as a creative leader in a way that is contributing to the health of your team and to the health of your church. And in a lot of ways, you the more of those that are out there, the better, because no, not everybody's coming to me. And so there need to be these healthy hubs so that other churches can be learning, how do I make my creative team healthy? So if that's where you are, if you score high on these things and you get a good, a good kind of a healthy rating, man, keep doing what you're doing. In fact, reach out to me and tell me what you're doing. <laughs> I would love to, in a lot of ways, I mean, I'd love to have a conversation, you know, as I kind of map out where we're going with the podcast, I want to have conversations with teams that are healthy so that we have this like hopeful perspective that we can get there. So anyway, that's, that's what I think would be a great next step for you. I think that, that being empowered with the data, the information that you need to be able to say, look, this is where we are as a team. Um, that that's going to be a real critical element for you as you look to lead change in the right places. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.